Okay, so this is pretty exciting. So uh, to give our listeners a little a little behind-the-scenes action here, uh, whenever we start talking, either before we record or after we record, we always like we always say, gosh, I wish we were recording. We can catch all this gold. We, can, we call it gold because it's the, the you know really funny stuff that we wish we had gotten on tape. And I'm really excited because we stopped ourselves this time. We were having a great conversation, and uh, we stopped ourselves and said, guys, let's turn on the mics let's turn on the mics all right let's let's get this okay let's get this uh-huh. get this going all right so um let's uh let's just get back into it okay so sean you were saying that um you think hitler gets a bad rap uh the world is a fine place and worth fighting for i agree with the second part we're on express elevator to hell you want to be a big bad guy christopher i want your blood i want your soul top of the food chain and dinner is served him, Our mission is to monitor extraterrestrial activity on Earth. It's all right to be afraid, David, because this part won't be like a comic book. Welcome to Earth. Yeah. I... <laughs> See, that's... <laughs> so, um, well, hear me out. Uh, they didn't get to hear my... Okay, no. Um, they definitely didn't say that. Nice, nice, uh, nice timing, too, because of the, of, of the episode we're going to be talking about yeah there you go um, See okay good nice try gaslighting me i'll get you next time um <laughs> make you feel feel like how i'm feeling right now so um not that i feel good i, I or bad i just i don't know I, I i never feel good who am i kidding i'm fucking almost yeah we're in our 30s dude. Jesus feeling Christ. good feeling good is in the rear view mirror Every Absolutely. day, I'm like, do I have COVID? Because <laughs> every day, like, is this headache COVID or am I just like, does my neck just hurt? It's oh, COVID. Fuck. Well, I mean, like, you were, you did come over this weekend and the monkey just died of COVID. So, I mean, like, you could. Wait, he died? You might want to, yeah, he died last last episode. Remember? You might want to get Wait, a, I thought I thought he was pulling through. <laughs> no, he's he's gone. He's passed away. Just kidding, right here. Oh, there he is. Hey, he's still alive. Oh, shit. There he is. He's just been hanging out. That with... that wasn't as good. It sounded more like um, like Meatwad. Okay, well, his voice is like... recovering. He just had COVID. He just got came <laughs> back to life. <laughs> okay, all right, that's fine. We're we're fine. We're good. Um, how's your guys' uh, Monday been? Uh, been stressed or stress free Monday? A very stress free Monday for me. I had a great Monday. I I taught, but I just uh-huh. I just did a catch up day, so I like read a lot i read the book i was reading which is i'm reading the first wheel of time book uh i did some puzzles i caught up on grading very 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 nice day for me sounds sounds boring so that's good yeah um chris uh, how was your day boring also no mostly just stress lots of running around you know (laughs) battling multiple diseases (laughs) well okay so Chris was stressed, David wasn't stressed, and I was probably in the middle. So that's 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 a good median. Um, and the cool thing is, is being the medium, I'm also the leader of this episode, and obviously the podcast too, but we're not going to talk about that on the air because we don't want to get into arguments about that. Um, uh, the captain says you can be the leader of this episode, yeah. It's okay with me. You can be the captain, but I'm the general. So Well, I'm, um, I'm on the Navy, so you really don't have any jurisdiction over me. So. Um, well, I'm general in general, so I <laughs> am. <laughs> uh, and being the general, uh, welcome to Guys We're Screwed. I'm Sean. I'm uh, David. I'm Chris. Okay. So, guys, uh, we are going to do a part two today of the first part. And I hope all of you listened to the first part 
because you know i wonder how many people just click on the second part or like the really crazy people and they click on the third part of a three-parter and like they didn't listen to the rest like you're nuts okay. i kind of don't think that happens because uh our series uh it's usually the, f- the first one that has the most most down no you're right listens. yeah so. you're right but there's got to be those, you know, one, yeah. wild, <laughs> wild cards, you know, they're like, fuck this. <laughs> and they just, what would be yeah. really funny is if like none of the people who listened to part one listened to part two. <laughs> it's just people coming in for part two and then yeah. just yeah. a completely different set of people oh. coming in for part three. Yeah, and it just happens to be less and less each time. Mm-hmm. So re- um, reach out, reach out to us on uh, g uh, yeah, screwed at gmail dot com. Let us know why you do that and what 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 do you get out of it, and what the hell's wrong with you? Yeah, um, because I would go crazy if I was listening to a podcast and I like only listened to the first part and decided not to listen to the rest. Um, it better be because the people doing the episodes are really annoying and not fun to listen to, which isn't us, obviously. Right? Speak for yourself, don't, Sean. Don't 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 put that idea in their head, Sean. <laughs> Sean, we are, Sean, we are very annoying and hard to listen to. All right, we, we, we they haven't realized it yet, but we have I'm to edit we, that we, out. Yeah, don't I'm edit don't, that you, out. You, you edit the whole thing out. Don't tell them. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna just delete this episode. Um, we're it's a we're winging it. Um, we're, it's gonna it is gonna be me uh, vouching for for Hitler on this episode. Uh, <laughs> okay, so um, I'm gonna do actually. You know what? We're, we need we need a quickie recap. Um, and with that, uh, David, go ahead. Okay. So there's this group in Japan and they're like, they're like really fucked up. Like, uh, they, they do experiments on, this is, by the way, this is not modern day Japan. This is like world war two. Uh, and they, a little before world war two, right. They, they're, they're also uh, fighting with China and they were like sewing people together and shit and like testing cutting them apart. Oh, they were sewing them together. Okay. And, you're doing good. Keep going. And like, uh, f- like freezing them and like testing how, like the, how, how much heat the human body can take. And, uh, they, it was just, uh, they're, they were like, they were like cutting the dog heads off a dog and putting it on the head. Of, oh wait, sorry. That was Mars attacks. That wasn't them, but no, that, say, yeah, I'm pretty sure they, yeah. And Mars attacks, but, uh, okay. stuff like that. Okay. You did, you did good. Yeah. Um, you did poorly, uh, compared to what I wanted from you, but you did good. Um, so, so yeah. So, uh, in the first episode we covered, uh, unit 731, I went over most of the experiments in the first episode. So if you didn't listen to that, go back so you can kind of get sick to your stomach. This or don't, you can just listen won't. to this episode, like uh, <laughs> a tr- trigger warning, uh, not uh, just because it is pretty messed up or just listen to part two. Cause you guys are fucking insane. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it, it's, it's not like part, what? part two won't be any less fucked up. Yeah. No, it won't. Well, I mean. It's a little less fucked up, but there are, yeah, there's some fucked up stuff in here too. Um, I just want that dark cloud hanging over everyone's head from part one and that'll just, it'll just, it'll just carry. Yeah. But yeah, we talked about experiments. Um, we kind of give the background and, you know, kind of what happened, why these things, what, what led up to this unit. But for anybody that, that didn't see the first, listen to the first episode, unit 731 is a. Uh, group that did biological weapons testing, as David said, uh, frostbite testing, and vivisecting, uh, basically a multitude of any kind of experiment you could possibly think of. Uh, you could you could inflict damage to or on a human body, um, and mostly it was supposed to be for data or research, which you'll come to find out um, might not have been not that or that important. Um, but so uh, the sources for this one are again Wikipedia, uh, as always. And I did go to unit 731org uh, and then 
again, there's just a bunch of random stuff all over the internet. If you want to learn more, there's plenty of stuff. And as Chris mentioned, there was a book. There's several books written about this. Actually, I'll, I'll, I'm going to reference one. Um, it's everywhere. And yet Japan pretends like it didn't happen. Actually, that's not completely true. Uh, there, recently, there's been some changes to that, but we'll, we'll get into that later. So what I want to start with is kind of who was impacted. I, and I did mention it last time a little bit, but um, a little bit in more detail of, of who, who was or how many people were impacted. And then kind of the functionality of the prison what the prison looks like um, in case you ever decide to go visit it. Uh, but I wouldn't go there. Yeah. It is still partly standing, I think. Um, that place is so, haunted as fuck. God damn. Yeah. Well, no, they're, they don't believe in ghosts there. So actually, what am I talking about? I played fatal frame. Yeah, um, see, exactly. It's my bad. <laughs> you gotta get the camera obscure and go to the, the uh, warehouse for 731 with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's, but it's not in Japan, right? So <clears throat> That's true. That's I guess true. it was it's not in Japan at all. <laughs> it was technically in Japan at the time, I guess. It was their Japan. That's true. That's true. Well, that whole area is haunted. Japan is really a state of mind. That's what I always say. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. The night, especially the 1940s. Yeah, 1940s Japan is really a state of mind. It can be anywhere you want to be. Uh, it can be whoever you want to be. You can kill whoever you want to be. Uh, kill. That doesn't sound right. Um, okay. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna stop every on on every word again that I mispronounced, just like David wanted me to from the last time. Um, and Crystal's correct. No, you're so you're gonna you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna stop at every Japanese word just to like just to double check. But you're just gonna only roll, Chinese. You're gonna only roll Chinese. on by the uh, English words that you mispronounced. Just you're just gonna roll. No, right I won't. Those. I won't. I've never mispronounced an English word in my life. <laughs> um, so yeah, don't watch the last episode because you won't. <laughs> but um. No, Japanese, I don't have trouble with Japanese because, um, you know, I... You had that dirty Japanese know. book it's, when you were a kid. I know, I did read the dirty Japanese. Also, he means a dirty language Japanese book. He doesn't mean, like, dirty Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not... I'm not <laughs> Jesus. It was a... Jap- it was a I, I wanted to make sure to clarify. ...story written in, in Japanese. Yeah. yeah. I wonder... A, I'm starting a, to wonder, like, vulgar. whether this episode should come out. This should be, like, uh... <laughs> <That> we're getting... <laughs> Like, it's I don't, fine. We I'm haven't sure. we haven't fucked up yet. Chris, were you confused when I said "dirty Japanese book"? Did you think I meant like? No, I wasn't confused because okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why we clarified. That's why we clarified immediately. I had a copy of the book as well. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. He did. He did. Um, it was a, it was a good book. Uh, but anyways, so in in the last episode, I mentioned. I want to say this. Is it was it Qingda? Is that is that closer? At least this time, please God, tell me it was closer. Yeah, Chris. yeah, oh sure. God. Okay, good enough. At I'll least take it's a at least it's not Chandy, Changdi, Changdi. I think I said like, Changdi, but Chang-Di. you know, Changdi, Changdi, um, Changdi, China. Uh, That's, I just imagine you. Sorry, we'll move on. I promise we will get to the topic. But I just, I just imagine you, Sean, like obsessing. Like, can't believe I fucking mispronounced. Like, like for like next forty eight hours, and I've totally forgotten that word altogether. I, I, I this moment, it, that move was out of my brain the second it happened. So the word yeah. I said, yeah, right so. now. Oh, I thought talk about pre preface. No, because, no, no, uh, no, 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 no. That all, that also. That, I just thought that right now, but yeah. Okay, because um, preface is a word. I did look it up, and it, like I said, it's it's before you make a face, the moment before you <laughs> your, make a face. Yeah, it's your face before you make a face. It's your preface. Yeah, I got it. I got you. So I just want to make sure I'm right because yeah. I'm always right. Um, so that city uh, was a site of plague bombing, 
Uh, in 2002, the city held an international symposium on the crimes of bacteriological warfare. They estimated that all um, that the Japanese army. Um, listen, that sentence is weird. The Japanese army in total slaughtered uh, five thousand or five hundred and eighty thousand people. Um, Three thousand people. Men, women, and kids were subjected to experimentation at the Ping Fang uh, base in unit by by Unit Seven Thirty One. Um, this so that we uh, we, we, call, we call that unit of measure, uh, measurement a uh, uh, COVID. They 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 had, they had a COVID. I, I, I got a you. A COVID. Yeah. Oh, okay. I got. By the you. time this well, is over, they will have had a COVID. Yeah. Um, I feel like the COVID number is also the one I mentioned before of half a million people. Uh, yeah, sorry, I meant American uh, COVID. Sorry, sorry, sorry. But yeah, go, uh, go ahead. Okay, okay. So. Uh, yeah, 3,000 men, women, and kids were subjected to experimentation at that Unit 731. Um, but this doesn't include the numbers from uh, other units. And of that 3,000, um, of that 3,600 were provided per year by the Kempai Tai, which from my understanding is like the kidnapping thing. I, I, I should probably look that word up, but this is where they're, they're getting people that they're able to like legally kidnap it's like it's like a loophole um so that shit's fucked up yeah the the kenpei tai was almost was kind of like japan's version of the ss it was like a was it okay it was this like extra judicial it was like secret police in okay in very heavy air quotes okay so they could basically not so secret police yeah but yeah, exactly. But so if somebody did like a minor infraction, they could be like, "Well, you have to come with us," or some shit like that. I assume, or kind of get away with that, or even not, or they would just go and steal people, literally, like they did with the Jews. Pro- Is that probably more? Yeah, probably more like okay. the latter. Okay. Um. Now, according to Okawa Fuku, uh, Fukumatsu, uh, that number is actually quite low. If you recall. He said he killed three to four people per day. And he also said that the 3,000 number is actually over 10,000 because he personally said he vivisected thousands of people by himself. So yeah, um, this is, this is insane. The numbers are interesting. about because I, I looked into this a while ago because uh, I was reading an article about it. And um, like, the, so this is just one guy saying this. So it's like, it's just one guy. We don't really know mm-hmm. if, it, but also, um, Japan did not have the same reaction to their atrocities that, say, Germany did. You know, Germany kind of uh, did a complete 180. They they, they still talk right. about what a terrible... And, like, Japan is, like, as far as, like, uh, uh, the, few, the few... Chris, maybe I'm wrong, but they, it seems like they've kind of ignored it. Just don't talk about it, I guess. I talk about this later, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it's... I think Sean's qualification is to say that there's probably some efforts to uh, bring it more to light but like the ultra nationalist yeah yeah, but there's always going to be this like um like super ultra nationalist kind of component in japanese Mm -hmm. politics that either has like a revisionist view of it or even worse just kind of like a you know like portraying world war ii as this like golden age uh, it's like, like make Japan, oh make Japan great again, kind of thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, they want like they, the, it's like it's like Japan was like they were reaching for a dream or something, and that people want to go back to that kind of mentality. Yeah, yeah, not 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 that they want to do seven thirty one again, but like that they were they want to they want an empire again, pretty much. Right, that it was part of this Pan Asian 
um, yeah. kind of vision. Make Japan do 731 again. I feel <laughs> That's like not, as, not as catchy. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, A.S. Wells, uh, who I think is that author? Fuck, I forgot to write down who he was. Sorry, guys. Um, said that a majority of the victims were Chinese, uh, as is well known, and a smaller percentage were Russian, Mongolian, and Korean. There were certainly also uh, POWs that were European, uh, that was including British and French. Um, there are Americans, Indians. Uh, no, sorry, Indian. Well, I guess they are Indians. They are Indians. Oh, were you, were you about confused. to say Native Americans? So you thought like that was like no, your mind no, I didn't. Oh, okay. I wasn't. Okay. No, I, I just I wanted to make sure that someone else isn't thinking that you know because that's where their minds go. On David, um, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, they were Australian... Indian American Indians. Yeah. <laughs> No, they're Australians and then New Zealanders. Um, Musichi Moromura, uh, a Japanese novelist, estimated 70% were Chinese and that nearly uh, the other 30% were Russian. So that probably makes the other you know, couple percent uh, everyone else that I listed. Um, Robert Peaty, a major of the Royal Army Ordnance Corps. Uh, I think that was... Shit, I didn't see if that was. I feel like that was British. I, or maybe Royal is British, yeah. So yeah, if okay. they're called Royal, it's British. Okay, okay. Well, we, we can be Royal in America. Let's let's bring back royalty, guys. <laughs> no, I mean they call uh, they're, they're called the Royal. I know, Army I know. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Um, uh, he was a uh, prisoner of war, imprisoned at the uh, Mukden camp in Manchuria. Uh, it's also now known as the Houghton camp. Uh, this camp was not part of Unit 731, and yet there were still heinous acts being performed there. So that could also account for, you know, things that aren't being included in these numbers. Um, Robert kept a secret diary while there. He said, I was reminded of Dante's Inferno. Inferno, Abandon hope, all ye who enter here. In his diary, he noted regular injections of diseases that were, again, disguised as vaccines. Um, he has some journal entries. And on January 30th, 1943, he wrote, Everyone received a 5cc typhoid paratyphoid A inoculation. Uh, fe- on February 23rd, he wrote, uh, February 23rd, 1943, he wrote a funeral service for 142 dead. And then 186 have died in five days. All Americans. So you see, again, I'm repeating this, but you see how that number of, uh, you know, uh, almost 600,000 could be much higher. These other camps' numbers are not recognized. So I'm not saying they are or aren't, but it's possible. Um, it's, it's interesting. And I, that- you know that others are missed. Oh yeah, for sure. It's like it's like COVID numbers. Like we're never gonna know. Um, but uh, uh, it's interesting that he compared it to a to a piece a piece of classic literature because mm. when I was I was thinking about this episode after we recorded this whole week and I was trying to like we the, the main thing that uh, that uh, that uh, got my attention was the you know the motive why and then there's the data but that it's it's also it gave me a very I don't I don't know if you guys ever read it but a, a very 120 days of Sodom vibe. Where it was just mm-hmm. kind of debauchery for debauchery's sake. Where it was like mm-hmm. these people were partying in the, in the book. These people are kind of waiting for the. I think it's the end of the world, not the, or the end of their. Like I think an army's coming, so they have a party, and they just like the party gets more and more and more crazy. And that's what it, the the episode kind of remind me of just like people like kind of like just going as far as they could while they could. Damn. I would. I don't know. I wouldn't want to. I would. I would hesitate to compare it to a party. 
even in the okay wait, no, no, no. i'm not saying it's a party <laughs> I, I mean yeah, it sounds pretty I'll, sweet i'll take the I'll, i was the party was describing the book i i don't i think that the, obviously they were much more uh uh calculating it, it wasn't a party it was experiments but it it got this it had the same vibe where it was they were just pushing and pushing and pushing because they could i guess mm. okay yeah it's hard i think we touched on it a little bit last time but it is like the real motivation, I'm sh- like everything else has got a, is probably like a complicated story, but yeah, like sure. what what's at the center of all of it? It's hard to know. Maybe it's a little bit of what we talked about before, like um, following, you know, following the leader. I mean, this oh yeah, Japanese socially is like highly rigid. You know, it's like the questioning one's superiors is very taboo. Um, Mm-hmm. and that's i mean that's something that's really important there's also like the mania of the whole thing and then i think also yeah. like just the uh the fact that the people thought that they were doing the work of some deity the emperor yeah it was god's work essentially um which is fucking insane but yeah i can also understand the not you know uh wanting to talk back to your uh superiors you know that's why david always apologizes when speak when speaking out out of out of uh out of line after the episode isn't that right david i need oh, you to go kill those people i would i would me. never i would never apologize to you you're not you're not my oh. superior in any way so i am superior <laughs> <laughs> say it I'm just kidding um not one person who entered unit 731 survived so god damn yeah um so they would come into the unit at night in these uh, solid black windowless vehicles. So I'm thinking like van sort of maybe. Um, they would pull in and a guard would call the special team. And actually Ishii's brother was head of that. So, you know, got to get your family in on it. Um, there was a secret tunnel underneath it where the prisoners would be transported to the inner prison. And they would uh, be housed in two, two buildings. Women and children would be in building eight. And then men, it would be in building seven. Uh, technicians would take stool and blood samples <clears throat> and test bodily functions. They were essentially doing a physical on them. If they were deemed fit for experimentation, they would be given a three-digit number to be referred to until death. They would also, when they would die, they would, they would. I mean, I guess this is like makes sense, but they would reuse their manacles or their chains uh, and, and cuffs for new prisoners. Because why would you throw those away, you know, after you burn the body? Um, and I'm wondering too, if they burned some of them with the body on and there was like crispy skin on the, Oh God. As I discussed before, uh, prisoners were reused for different experiments if they were healthy enough after each one, uh, average life expectancy in unit 731 was only two months. Although some made it past 12 months. And of course, some people did give birth in the prison as well. Like I mentioned, the cells themselves had these wooden floors with a squat toilet. The cells were separated from the actual walls of the prison, which allowed for people to kind of walk behind them, like all the guards they could move around. So I feel like they were like these individual, they were either, they were either lined up and like touching like townhomes or they were singular cells, like just sitting out in the middle. Uh, the cell doors had extremely small windows too. So uh, Tamura uh, Tadashi, he, who was a chief of the uh, chief of personnel division of the Kwangtung army headquarters, testified that he had visited the inner prison and when looking into the cells he saw people chained up so they had them chained still inside the cells and some people were moving around other ones were lifeless on the floor uh, appearing sick and helpless 
Jesus. Yeah, I know. Uh, a Unit 731 Youth Corps member, uh, Yoshio uh, Shinozuka, said the windows on the cells were actually so small you could barely see in. So I just think that like there's probably not a lot of light getting in. It just seems like a horrible uh, situation to just be waiting to die. The um, youth core. Ooh, like I this. know I thought about that. Yeah, the man. youth. Brutal. <laughs> they had you know? like they had kids. Can you imagine like they they had yeah like tours of the facility for right? kids. Right. I know. That's fucking insane. The inner prison was also really difficult to get into. It was locked behind cast iron doors. Um, and you needed a special permit or ID to get in, and then all entries and exits were fully logged. The special team I mentioned before were all equipped with pistols. Um, they wore white overall suits, army hats, and rubber boots. And here's a nice comforting quote from an anonymous team member in 1995 about a victim. He didn't struggle when they led him into the room and tied him down. But when I picked up the scalpel, that's when he began screaming. I cut him open from chest to stomach, and he screamed terribly. And his face was all twisted in agony. He made this unimaginable sound. He was screaming so horribly. But then finally he stopped. This was all in a day's work for the surgeons. But it really left an impression on me because it was my first time. Your first times are always hard, guys. Yeah, I think um, that would be my last time as well. That's uh, <laughs> Well, you do that. I mean, no, I, don't, I can't. This is fucked up. I can't make jokes right now. Um there was uh, some information to suggest that surgeons would stuff rags or gauze into the mouths of the victims to stop that annoying scream. Um, so escape attempts, though. So the prison was highly secure, sure. But there is record of at least one escape attempt, which means there's probably more. Uh, unfortunately, this escape was not successful. I was going to say, if, if the, the, no escape was successful if, they, if everyone who entered died. But yeah, right. shit. I know, I know. Um, per Corporal uh, Kikuchi Norimitsu, uh, another unit member told them that a prisoner attacked an experimenter with a door handle and ran out of the cell and down a corridor and seized some keys. The prisoner unlocked the iron doors and even some cells and some prisoners jumped out of their cells. Um, some stayed. The ones that left the cells, they were shot. So Seiichi uh, Muramura, the author that I mentioned earlier, went into more detail on this attempt in his book, The Devil's Feast. He explained that two Russian prisoners were handcuffed in a cell, and one pretended to be sick, which caused the staff member to enter. The one who was sick leaped up and knocked the guard to the ground. Both prisoners got their handcuffs off, took keys, and began opening cells while screaming. Russian and Chinese prisoners that were let out uh, were frantically running around the prison, screaming, yelling. Um, and one of the Russians screamed at the guards to shoot him uh, so as not to be experimented on, and he got his wish. So that'd probably be the best way to go, honestly. Damn. In the end, though, escape was impossible. If they did get out of the inner prison full of guards and through that door, they had to get over a three-meter-high wall and then cross a dry moat that was lined with electrified wire, which you could see from planes flying over, I guess. Uh, also, yeah, three meters high. Fuck. I know it's basically ten feet. So, I mean, not a lot of no one's getting over that shit. Uh, not without a ladder, at least. And also, just to talk about something I mentioned in part one, the Japanese did not have protection from being experimented on if they got infected by accident. Yoshio Sudo uh, was a guy who became infected with the plague, and the team was like immediately ordered to vivisect him. Uh, and then oh, another, shit. I know, right? And then another, uh, uh, Mitsuo uh, Hirakawa was also infected with the plague, 
suffered the same fate. So that means it did happen. Now, it wasn't like, like Chris, you mentioned the whole, you know, they didn't look at, you know, others as human and the, and they were, you know, the, the sort of master race, I guess you could say. But but they, they also didn't um, want to not take advantage of, a, you know, possible research. So you, you weren't safe if you got infected. So this, that's terrible. It's almost this like kind of like mad science kind of thing where there's this weird obsession with with like collecting more information about this illness. That's that's really fucked up. I actually didn't I had never heard of that before. Really? Now I had no idea that they were that they would do the same thing on on Japanese soldiers if they got sick. That's crazy. I mean, but you can also you can potentially think of it as like a again like following orders it's like if anyone gets infected they need to be vivisected no matter right? who it is right because it's it's that precious data um and i mean i'm sure that remember i mentioned last episode 1700 of japanese got infected accidentally from one of the i think one of the uh, cholera or plague bombs and obviously they didn't probably vivisect them because that wasn't actually at the the facility that was out in the field but I mean, they didn't care about their own people, truly. So well, and I mean, like then this isn't like this isn't Japan specific. Like America has done plenty of shit to its own. Its oh yeah, yeah. This is that, yeah. Right. But I'm it does remind me. That. It does remind me of you guys remember? I think it was what was the nuclear accident in the '90s or '80s? Nuclear. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Three Mile which, Island. Which Three Mile Island. No, not America in Japan. There was one in Japan. Uh, and uh, they kept the guy a lot. There was a guy who had been like seriously, uh, uh, what's it called, uh, poisoning. Uh, was it a meltdown? Radiation, radiation, radiation poison. Yeah, and, and he he was. They kept him alive just to kind of see the effects. But yeah. Oh, I know what you're talking. Yeah, about. yeah. yeah. Was, did that happen is, is in it, the 80s or 90s? I thought it did. Was it more recent than that? It is well, more Fukush- recent. I might be Fukushima get- was in 2011. Okay, maybe yeah, I'm con- maybe I'm confusing it with Three Mile Island. Then that could be that could be possible. But yeah, no, that that happened in Japan for sure. But yeah. Maybe okay. I'm confusing with the, uh, with uh, Three Mile Island, but yeah. Where's Where's the monkey? At uh, <laughs> it's coughing. Sorry. Oh, it's, okay. It's on sick leave. Um, so he's working. Um, the let's. I'm going to talk a little bit more about the facility specifics about it. Um, sorry. The other units uh, I had mentioned before were technically underneath uh, Unit 731 in the chain of command. And while they had different numbers, all units, including the complex at Harbin, uh, would be collectively referred to as Unit 731. The main complex, though, was 2.3 square miles in area and had 150-plus buildings. So they only kept people in two of the 150-plus buildings in the inner prison. In its various factories, they had around uh, 4,500 containers to raise fleas, six cauldrons producing chemicals, and another 1,800 containers for the production of biological agents. They could make 66 pounds of plague bacteria in just days. Um, that's disgusting. Yeah, that's so. wild. <coughs> um, America had a uh, that reminds me of a Fort Detrick. We had we had one of those sites that 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 was during the whole MK Ultra thing. But yeah, they, oh yeah, the Fort Detrick was I think it was Fort Detrick is where we had the people like, like growing shit and like uh, maintaining mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, it's it's wild. Yeah, you got to have them, man, because, you know, you got to have the stuff to do your research with. Um, there are also satellite facilities of 731 uh, that are still around and in use by Chinese industrial companies today, which would be really weird working there, I feel like. Um, but got to use the building. 
they're they're like different stuff now, right? It's not like the, because I, the way you said that sounded like seven thirty one was still around, and now that now, oh, but now, no, but now, no, but now no, China no. controls it. That's, <laughs> no, no, no. They they just whatever industrial companies, whatever okay. they're doing there, they're just using the, the 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 site. There are also branches of the unit in these cities that Chris is going to read to you. Chris doesn't sure. speak Japanese; he speaks Chinese. I think these those are Chinese. Are, oh, they're Chinese. Okay, yeah. okay. Oh, David, you look like I'm just kidding. <laughs> Most of them. Yeah, some of these are kind of like yeah. I, mean, I like, could sound I some of them out, but I just don't want to yeah. fuck up that first one especially. I don't know. Yeah, Linko, Mudanjiang, Hailin, Sunwu, Toan isn't a Chinese word, and Hailar isn't a Chinese word. Not. So those are probably closer. Those are either like Altaic, like Mongolian or Manchu words, or Russian. okay, okay, that makes sense. Um, thanks for dropping the knowledge, Chris. Uh, that's the only. That's all I'm good for. Is that you just, I'm the I'm I'm the the Chinese like place name. <laughs> I would have got Sunwoo right. I think. Um, okay, but yeah. So I mean, it was all over the place. And I also at last episode I mentioned plenty of other locations. They had places, you know, that uh, Nanjing, uh, Singapore, not Chinese city. I got that wrong last time, guys. Sorry. Uh, so let's talk about the end of the war and then the surrender and then kind of what happened. And we'll talk a little bit about Soviets in the U.S. Um, Unit 731 operated until the end of the war. And Ishii really wanted to use biological weapons in the Pacific War since 1944, but he was actually never authorized to do so, uh, fortunately. Uh, as the Red Army approached in August of 1945, the unit had to do some quote i'd say quick cleanup uh all incriminating materials were ordered to be destroyed including documents in pink fang any witnesses which meant prisoners still alive were gassed and poisoned there's about 300 of them left at the time and then there was i think germany had a similar like uh prisoner mass prisoner execution when uh russia was closing on them as well yeah yeah you gotta get rid of the evidence man um which is funny too because it's like you leave the bodies or you're like did they burn them. I mean, they, I know they like in in Auschwitz. Didn't they get there and there were still bodies strewn? Yeah, I was just mostly like so they couldn't talk. But yeah, oh uh, yeah, yeah that, that that makes sense. Um, the six hundred Chinese and Manchurian laborers uh, were also shot. Um, Ishii told everyone in the unit to disappear and take everything they saw to their grave. Obviously, that didn't work. Uh, potassium cyanide vials were given to personnel in case they were captured, so they could eat them. It's so uh, funny, just because I know what happens to the people that were, quote, captured. It was like, like, these people were ready to kill themselves because they didn't, like, they, they couldn't they imagine, thought. they couldn't imagine the tortures they would, because of what they'd done. But, like, that's right. <laughs> the exact opposite right, yeah. happens. Yeah, they sure get tortured, yeah. you know. <laughs> um, so, the compound uh, was actually blown up to get rid of any evidence, but it didn't destroy all the buildings. There are still buildings standing today. So, what did America do? Well, uh, in September 1945, Lieutenant Colonel Murray Sanders arrived in Yokohama. Reorient yourself. The reason I said that uh, is I was thinking about Yokohama Rice Bowl. It's a lo- it kept- was a local restaurant here. I don't think it's I don't think it's uh, uh, there anymore. But yeah. Oh really? well, yeah. That it's the place is not there. The one I know nearby. But um, what's you know, that, Chris? What the what what the great irony of this whole thing is is what's that? Yokohama Rice Bowl was owned by Chinese people. Yep. Really? <laughs> I didn't know that. Um, yes. Which is funny. Is that is because I always thought the catchphrase "reorient yourself" was really weird. Um, it's like 
it's like almost offensive, but like, I, I mean, I guess it's not. But then also the joke is like, which way do you want me to orient myself? What it's just a stupid catchphrase, okay, Yokohama. But sorry, I, you can sponsor me if you want to give me some of that teriyaki chicken because that shit was pretty fire. Don't they're around anymore, but um, I mean, if they are, we'll take well, we'll take the money. I'm gonna. Where's that monkey at? Can we get? This? Can we send the mo- monkey? Go pick me up some Yokohama rice bowl. <clears throat> real and real, real quick. Uh, before we move on to like how the war ended, I do want to mention about like because like we talked about like why uh, the Japanese scientists did what they did, and I wanted to kind of dispel. Uh, I don't know. I grew up my whole life thinking that like because the the line we hear about America and why do we drop the bombs on Japan, the 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 line you hear more most often is because it was necessary. Yeah, it's because it was, it was necessary to save American lives. It's kind of the it's kind of the the, the bullshit the, line. Yeah, because but the, the the thing is that we dropped the first bomb on August sixth, nineteen forty five. By that time, the war for both for Italy uh, surrendered in nineteen forty three. By nineteen forty five, Germany and Japan knew they weren't going to win. Like the the war was effectively yeah. over. Uh, there were going to be very very few uh, actual battles and very very few actual deaths. The real reason we did it is because we wanted to see what the bomb could do on an actual live population base but also to send a message to the rest of the world like hey we're in charge yeah. now and i'm not and that's a very i'm obviously simplifying it but like so there are like i don't know yeah. the, the 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 motivations uh of of these different uh warring governments is uh it's 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 not always i don't know i don't know what japan says about you and 731 uh, if they say anything at all but it's 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 just wild how like we just kind of take things like things are told to us and then oh that's the reason okay cool so it happens to us too, is what I'm saying. So we we kind of just swallow the bullshit too. Absolutely, I agree with that. Um, and imagine dropping two bombs too. Being like, one's not good enough. Let's <laughs> let's, let's throw another one down for on a, a war for, city for a war that was over. Like that, with the 1945, like in August, like the war was done. But yeah, yeah, I know. Well, I'm glad you brought that up, uh, David, because. Well, it's not like any of the stuff here is going to make you feel any better either. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I, so I was talking about Lieutenant Colonel, uh, Colonel Murray Sanders, and he had arrived in Yokohama. And he was a microbiologist and part of the American Military Center for Bioweapons. Um, his job was to come and investigate the activity of whatever was going on. But at the time, he didn't, he had no knowledge of Unit 731. And the Japanese didn't give up much information initially once he kind of started to learn about it more but he ended up threatening to bring the soviets into the picture that's so they did not real fast that's so fun that guy like okay so what what is this 730 what what do you guys do in this building oh we made uh hamburgers for the for the military yeah you you only go in there it it smells it's a kitchen smells really bad don't don't worry about it He's like the the building you blew up. Yeah, I can't go in there. <laughs> that was a grease fire. Still they got standing. it out of control. Yeah, they they put water on a grease fire. You can't do that, you know. Yeah. So you had you had uh, you were cooking in all 150 buildings, huh? <laughs> uh, that's what but yeah. So um, he he said, "I'm going to bring the Soviets in," which I think is like a funny thing too. And they did not want any part of prosecution by them. So the next day, Sanders was given a manuscript detailing Japanese bio warfare. Sanders took this info to the supreme commander of the Allied powers, General Douglas MacArthur. Uh, he struck a deal with these Japanese informants, of course. So secret immunity was granted to the physicians at Unit 731, as well as Shiro uh, Ishii, uh, if they agreed to only provide their research with Amer- research data with America and not any of the other allies. 
And this shit's hilarious to me. So, um, the, the, the former members were closely monitored. Uh, America obviously really did not want the Soviet Union to get any of the biological weapons testing data. Yeah, they didn't want, um, they didn't want the Soviets to know that you will get crushed to death if you get a giant rock yeah, dropped on you. Like, yeah, exactly. the Soviets cannot have that knowledge. No. Why? No, fuck no. Um, so there was a the, there was Tokyo War Crimes Tribunal. This is in August, uh, 1946. Um, they heard one case on Unit 731, which detailed using quote poison serums on Chinese civilians. The defense counsel argued the claim to be vague and uncorroborated, and so it was dismissed. And I mean, obviously, there were plenty of cases thrown at this uh, tribunal. And I don't know, and I didn't look heavily in detail at what they, you know, probably ignored. But I'm sure there was a bunch of stuff. I, I mean, I would be interested to know if this was like, like I, I, it doesn't matter because the same thing would have happened. But did the did, did America run the tribunal, or was it like in house? Did Japan run it? No, no, that was that was that was uh, Japan doing this. Okay. Like it was, you know. I mean, like I said, even beginning. if it was America, they we still would, they, they they obviously like gave these people immunity. So yeah. Yeah. But there was an international war crimes tribunal for okay. Japan afterward, right? And a lot of like some a lot of the key players, not in Unit 731 obviously, but in mm-hmm. some of the other things were killed. So I think Hideki Tojo, who was the um like the main general, mm-hmm. um I think didn't he get hanged? Um, as a result there there were a number of like big um like high-ranking people in the in the military who got who ended up kind of getting um yeah, getting... I, I, I didn't cover him. I guess. Um, let me see. I'm looking him up right now. Because uh, there was, yeah, he was he was killed in 1948 by hanging. Okay. And he was behind to... a lot of it. I mean, he he wasn't like the mastermind, but he was probably one of the most. I think he was like second under the emperor or something. He was very powerful. Prime minister from whole... 1941 to 1944. Yeah. Oh yeah. shit. Um. You know, I'm looking right here. I'm trying to see because I, I was going to list known members, but I didn't want to have to go through all of them. And well, and he wasn't this. I don't think that, that we're saying that like he was part of 731. He the most likely no. was not, but he like okay, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Was, he was prime minister. Saying. Here's but here's do you think he knew about it? Yeah, that's the okay. question. Certainly, certainly. I mean, something that expansive and comprehensive i mean must have gone all the way to the top especially right, to since get, it started yeah. before he came to power like it'd just be like oh yeah. we've been doing this thing for a while okay i guess we'll keep doing it yeah yep. so yeah i don't i i looked at a list of well i'll talk about this right now actually because this is where we're 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 going um the soviet trials so the soviets were actually technically pretty quiet at least publicly on the tokyo trials um, but they still pursued the case and went after 12 high-ranking military leaders and scientists from Unit 731 and the affiliated unit uh, 1644 in Nanjing and then uh, Unit uh, 100 in Changchun. Um, I know I got close. Uh, you this did, was Sean. I'm, pr- okay. I'm proud. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. This was, uh, this, this was known as the uh, uh, Khabarovsk uh, War Crime Trials. So, uh, to give an example, one of them, who was one of the, the really high-ranking ones, was General Otozo Yamada. Um, he was prosecuted for, quote, I guess, germ warf- warfare 
he was the commander in chief of the Kwangtung uh, army occupying uh, Manchuria. He uh, he was also the direct controller, I guess was another term that they used. Um, and actually, here here's the thing. I'm going to list something off. I, I have some, some new data I just kind of came across. I wasn't going to put it in here. So, okay, this took place in uh, Khabarovsk, Khabarovsk in uh, December 1949. Uh, Lee Smirnov, not the same guy, no. It's a V, guys. I know you guys were getting thirsty. Um, was the lead prosecutor. Uh, he had been a main prosecutor in the Nuremberg trials as well. So this is uh, interesting. So the sentences carried out for the perpetrators ranged from 2 to 25 years in a Siberian labor camp. That's it. Um, oh, and by the way, the U.S. didn't acknowledge these trials at all. Uh, they were calling them communist propaganda, obviously, because they're like, <laughs> they, you know what I mean? Because they're like, they have the data. So they're like, well, I don't want anybody else to know about that. You know? Well, yeah, and also um, it's like, it's like, it's like, I mean, like you get, you get a, if a Russian finds you, you go to a labor camp for 25 years. If an American finds you, you get a, a house in Florida. Like it's, exa- it's exactly, <laughs> exactly. And a, and a book deal. <laughs> <laughs> That's not so bad. I mean, here's a weird thing. All but one of the defendants returned to Japan by the 1950s, I guess, which means none served that long. So the one who did not return committed suicide. Now, what confused me, though, is that this is what I was reading. I said uh, all of them returned to Japan in the 1950s. But but when I go to uh, the names of these guys, uh, like Yamada, uh, uh, Otozo Yamada, it said he served 25 years in a labor camp. So I don't know if that means he was <clears throat> partly in Siberia and then he was sent, it seems like, and then gets sent to a labor camp somewhere else, like back in Japan. Like there wouldn't be a labor camp in Japan. So no. it must time not moves, be. Yeah, time moves differently in Siberia, I think. Yeah, so it's, <laughs> so it's yeah. It's, it passes faster. It, yeah. it, felt, it felt like 25 years. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So something wasn't quite right. I would say, let's say if it's 1940, 1950, um, 1975 would have been those the, the top three. There's Lieutenant Colonel General and Lieutenant of Medical Service. Um, those guys, oh, and Lieutenant General of the uh, Veterinary Service. <laughs> okay. Um, 25 years. And then everybody else uh, were a little bit less going down the line. It the says le- Yamada the- was released uh, along with other prisoners as part of the Soviet-Japanese Joint Declaration of 1956. To they wanted to renormalize their relations. So oh, they, okay, uh, so they were sentenced, but they didn't serve the full time. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that that makes sense. So okay, so then they did get back by 1950. That's insane. So most of them served only like five, six years tops. Um, I see one only served two, as I'm looking through this list, which is just fucking insane. Okay, so like I said, they all came back. One one did die. He committed suicide, um, which probably was the right choice for him. Uh, the U.S. also called the trials a distraction for granting immunity to the Japanese uh, as well. Oh, they were so saying, weird. We projected? Yeah, we never do that. I, it's so bizarre. Yeah, so, so they said the USSR was accusing the U.S. Or no, the USSR accused the U.S. of exactly the same thing. But this was, of course, true. But on both ends, the Soviets also granted immunity for the biological research data 
Um, so they're basically like, well, you can't tell anybody else, but we'll let you, we'll let you go. It's like they did the same fucking thing, and all the data was given to everybody. So yeah, and the data was useless. I mean, like the, I think Chris, I remember, I remember Chris, I had a conversation about this like probably more than ten years ago, but just uh, like just all of this stuff, these these crazy like spy tactics and like getting these uh, war criminals out of their country just for data that w- that's just completely useless, just like well obvious stuff. Well, I don't know, data. I, data. I call, call. I called you data. I don't know, David. I'm gonna call you data, David. Now, um, you think you're so fucking smart. Um, you're, you'll be surprised. A lot of this data is still being used today. Okay, okay. a lot of it. All you're, right. I'm. I'm. I'm lying. No. But. Uh, <laughs> but I would want to know. I would yeah, want to know. know. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, you know, they. God, you think about it. You listen to some of these things. A lot of it is like. No brainer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it seems just for the express purpose of being cruel. Exactly. And and terrible. But I mean it makes you wonder, yeah, like how many drugs that we use today or treatments or whatever are kind of are built in part or in whole by um what happened with unit 731. And then yeah. it's like it's on all of us, right? For for right. for you know, benefiting from it. I would, that I think is the most interesting question in this whole thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agree. And it, it, it's, it, it's, it's uh, a, I don't know if, it, if there is stuff that, that I don't know, it's, it's the chain of evil. Cause if, if there is stuff like that, that we information we got from 731 that led to like our current, like uh, medical uh, industry, like it's just, it's just evil leading to more evil. It's just wild. But yeah, that's mm-hmm. what you were saying, Chris. Yeah. Um, like this is where ibuprofen came from. You guys know that, right? Um, I was just thinking of ibuprofen. I mean, I'm, surely it didn't, but like, no, it didn't. <laughs> what if there's something that's like super common that it everyone's came directly from, from that? Um, yeah, that's insane. So then, then we we all say that that Unit Seven Thirty One was a good thing, right? What, that, that's what you're saying. I, what did I, ibuprofen, I mean, I, that's what did ibuprofen come I'm from? I, I know that penicillin came from mushrooms, but I, ibuprofen's um, if it's anything, well, I know aspirin came from like a willow tree. So ibuprofen. Okay. Where's your monkey at, David? He's um, sick. He's recovering. Okay. Well, about monkey too. I've I've got one over here. Um, I'm not doing the voice. Who am I kidding? <laughs> uh, I'm not in the mood for that shit. Let me let me check this real quick. Um, I mean, that, sorry. I thought you knew. That's why I was at. You don't have to look it up. No, right now. I'm gonna cut this out and make it look like I did. I do know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just wanted to see if it's how it's uh, biosynthesized. Um, because I am very interested. It was from uh, pionic acid uh, at, during the '60s from the something called the Boots Group. The um, yeah, the Boots Group. They did uh, the they Boots Group with, movie, Yeah, yeah. They started with two methylpropyl benzene, but but I knew that. Um, okay. So, anyways, not to get off topic here. So, in May of 1947, Dougie Mac. If I say Dougie Mac, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, teach me how to Dougie. No, Dougie Mac. If I, if I say Dougie Mac, who am I talking about? Oh, Douglas about? MacArthur, yeah. Yeah. Is that cool? We're going to call him Dougie Mac? Um, <laughs> ro- <laughs> <laughs> Dougie Mac wrote to Washington saying, additional data, possibly some statements from Ishii, could probably be obtained by informing Japanese involved that information will be retained by an intelligence channels and will not be employed as war crimes evidence. The U.S. really did not give a shit about what Japan did, and they 
uh, all they wanted was as much info as they could get. On another note, a graduate of Unit 1644, Masami uh, Kito Oak, uh, uh, was working for Japan's National Institute of Health Science from 1947 to 1956. During this time, he continued to experiment on subjects. He infected prisoners uh, with rickettsia and mental health patients with typhus, which means there could have been many more that we will never know about. Also, you'll kind of see in a second why that's probably true. Last section is the post-war era. I mean, we're already in the post-war era, but this is basically most on the po- more on the post-war era. <clears throat> After the American occupation of Japan ended in the 1950s, more discussion of Unit 731 began in Japan. Um, along with unit, uh, along with that Unit 1644 graduate I mentioned, human experiments were carried out in the Nagoya uh, City Pediatric Hospital. Jesus. Um, uh, they w- this was tied to former members of Unit 731 in 1952. So they didn't lay under the radar here. There was at least one death attributed to this. Later in the, the 50s, a man named uh, Sadamichi Hirasawa was convic- uh, convicted of mass poisoning, and he was sentenced to death. But many believe this was just a cover, and former Unit 731 members, they, they think, set him up. And he actually didn't meet his end by the death penalty, though, because of the whole uh, problem, all the all his trial problems and everything, um, because of this theory that he was set up, and he was just held in prison his whole life. He actually died of pneumonia not long after getting petitioned to be released. So that's just fucking sad. Wow. So, what did Unit Seven Thirty One learn? Because all this data must have been very worth it, right, guys? Um. Well, there was a consensus with U.S. researchers in the post-war era that the human experimental data was a very little uh, data was a very little value to bioweapon development and medicine. It was coined as crude and ineffective and amateurish. The main theory is that the U.S. just saw the data as forbidden fruit, as uh, they thought that the legal stuff wouldn't be uh, wouldn't allow for like really juicy outcomes. So, if you're allowed to do it under you know illegal uh, illegal uh, protections or whatever, you know, you get a lot better stuff. You get a lot better data. Um, and so the official story in Japan, how did they respond to this? So we all know the Nazi experiments were fully condemned, uh, like you said, David, by Germany. Um, and the Unit 731 is a special case since most of the details came from testimonies of ex-members who cooperated. Um, in Japan, their history textbooks do mention Unit 731, but it lacks much detail, or at least it did. Um, the ministry, I didn't put that, I believe it's the Ministry of Health, even tried to remove a passage in a, or Ministry of Education, actually, uh, even tried to remove a passage in a textbook called New History of Japan, which was based on officers' testimonies. And in 1997, the Supreme Court said, no, fuck that shit. It's illegal to to remove it. So they did not allow that to be removed. There's like, you can kind of start to see things are starting to unfold a little bit and thing, and the truth is starting to come out. And that same year, a class action lawsuit was filed against the Japanese gov- government for reparations. That unfortunately did fall through. 2002, dist, uh, Tokyo District Court ruled that Japan did use bioweapons on Chinese civilians in major cities with plague and typhoid. But the judge also rejected compensation uh, claims 
for the victims since that was already settled by international peace treaties, right? Yeah, how much how much money did those people get from the international peace treaties? Yeah, how much Well, it's just yeah. they they just said they said it was bad. That's yeah. what they said. Z- zero dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but what's more important is that they said, you know, sorry. So uh sorry guys. But that was still bad. honest honestly though, it's like for it's hard to know like what surviving relatives like mm. it's the kind of thing where no one survived, right? Yeah. So I'm sure like is, does anyone know that like their family member was a victim mm. of unit 731 like well, they probably never they probably outside never of the facility you well, know we, the ones right. that were you know i'm seeing parallels with with like our society too because like uh, our history books are full of shit like that leaves out a lot of leaves out a lot of stuff that is really important but also like our reparations like uh issue over here is there's mm-hmm. no there's no living slaves so but there, but but it's different because obviously black people in this country have been uh, uh severely uh affected negatively because of our past so but like how do you how yeah. do you determine how much and who gets it yeah it's tough yeah. but at least there's a way to draw a lineage right? yeah and yeah you can yeah find he's like yeah, okay i know i'm relate i'm a direct descendant of people who were enslaved yeah and i yeah. can verify that through records but like in this case it's like yeah I it's don't impossible know. it yeah. is impossible at least like yeah like you said the ones in the actual prison uh there's no way but people who were maybe experimented on in other spots um but they would even need to know that that's barring the data that, that was was given you know what i mean that the information was even documented so real fast i want to say just to point this as 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 a member of this podcast i i uh I, that what I just said was just like a hypothetical situation. I am very pro reparations in this country. I wasn't saying that like we shouldn't do it because it's hard. We should obviously have reparations in this country. I feel like I I feel like I was questioning the idea of American reparations, oh, and I was no. not. So yeah, sorry. Yeah, he wasn't implying. He wasn't like, bro, it's so super hard. Yeah, we just can't. The math the math doesn't work. It's so hard. It Let's doesn't skip it. work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sorry. Um, <laughs> it's all good. I'm glad you said that. Um, also, it wasn't until April of 2018 that the National Archives of Japan released the names of 3,607 members of the unit. And now I'll list them. Here we go. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm just kidding. It's like our, the, our first three-hour-long episode. The largest human flesh search like in history. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know the Chinese government got on top of that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Canceled some visas. Oh, yeah, shit. Exactly. They should make a Munich-style movie about... Uh, China, but it's uh, what, what do you call it? Beijing or something like so, like the mm-hmm. like the the China's like uh, uh, what's it called uh, uh, espionage reaction? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, David, the baby rattler you've been holding the entire episode. What is that? Oh, I'm it's, I'm playing with a Velcro. I'll stop. Oh boy, I haven't played the uh, whole episode. I just did the last five. I minutes. have I have something. I heard it in the. I'm just kidding. I have something for you that I use sometimes. You need you need a um. Well, I mean. You need a sweet fidget spinner. No, uh, I have like fidget. I have this fidget thing that you can push the little, there's these little bubbles and you can push them. Oh, hell yeah. Um, that, that sounds awesome. That'd be perfect. Hell yeah. You also, by the way, you know, you're, because I, I know how fidgeting gets. Um, I don't fidget as much as I used to. And now this is, this is a fidget awareness podcast. But just so you're aware, you have a ding dong in your pants. And <laughs> if you need to reach in there, you can just twist it and poke it and pull on it. I no, feel that, like that, you should just that would do be that. way too loud. You hear like thumping. Like it's it's also really heavy. Uh-huh. So like you don't uh-huh. want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That's yeah. totally fine then. Just pinch yeah. the edge of it. You know, yeah. pull the skin on it. <laughs> um, just saying. 
you have a perfect fidget device in your pants. Um, just saying. Okay, lastly, just to finish this out, a lot of information was obviously destroyed. Um, and uh, any of the any of it that wasn't destroyed was not able to be accessed, I guess, or it wasn't saved properly. So that shit is gone. Like, there's a lot definitely missed. So they did they they destroyed the uh, hard copies yeah so, yeah they did which is int- so here's i think this brings up an important question like to what extent was it about getting the data because yeah. you think that there would have been some greater effort to preserve all of this like you know really important yeah. um you know like clinical information oh, yeah. and results and stuff but obviously i mean okay that's oversimplifying it i think but you no, would but, yeah sorry go ahead. one would think one would think that they would have at least made copies or something and, and it kind of it, it also kind of like there's also like an implicit acknowledgement that what they were doing wasn't they knew it wasn't okay like it, as much as they talk about like people these people being animals or whatever like like they it, once that once they realized that people were closing in they knew that they were fucked or they mm-hmm. th- oh, sorry they thought they were gonna, they were gonna fuck so like there was like this like like i don't know like the the, the whole the whole ideology of like well they're just animals so we can do whatever we want with them like they knew mm-hmm. that, that that wasn't true Mm-hmm. true um yeah they were supposed to microfilm a lot of these documents i guess but that's probably was also a lot of work that people didn't want to do and um, hopefully some people were like this is not worth it and didn't because they knew it was stupid so i mean it kind of sucks too because you lose out on some things like things to be remembered so screwed this is my question uh, I don't know if this is the right question, but we, we haven't asked are we screwed, I guess, on the end of an episode in a minute. Um, who is? You? Maybe. Uh, what do you guys think about all of this, though? I mean, do you think we ever will see anything like this again? I kind of doubt it, unless there's like a World War Three, and then someone gets like a bunch of prisoners of war. And even then, I feel like with the uh, what's that fucking thing called where you're not it's the to not it's it's the 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 warfare thing uh geneva geneva convention just in general you're not allowed to do horrifying things in in war um i mean we america doesn't listen to that i know i know i know but i'm saying is like it's it might be harder because of that but you're right um and and anything else you guys want to add any other information that you didn't mention go ahead you go first chris okay i would just in response First, just in response to Sean's question, whether we would see the same type of scale and the same kind of degree of barbarism in these types of experiments. Like, I don't, I don't imagine, I would like to think that we don't live in a world where, you know, like armies, like nations are yeah. injecting other people with the plague as an act of war and like cutting mm-hmm. them open while they're still alive and shit. Yeah. I, I don't imagine something like that is going to happen. Um, yeah, but you never know. There were two things that I wanted to, cause I'm kind of peeking through the Wikipedia page. Interestingly mm-hmm. enough, um, I'm looking at, um, unit Seven Thirty One in popular culture. So there's a novella called the man who ended history, a documentary published in 19, uh, published in 2011. Mm-hmm. by the american writer ken leo who mm. you heard it right oh, translated shit. two out of the three three body books yeah the translator so it's it says it's a scientific discovery allows a victim's descendant to go back in time to witness and learn the truth about the atrocities committed in the unit 
Oh shit! So wait, interesting. Wait, is, do you think that does that mean that like it's just is 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 Ken Liu like a seven thirty one person that wants to like talk about it, or do you think he's like a nationalist like truther, like trying to like hide the like which do you think that means? Like the truth behind well, seven thirty one. What does that mean? I think probably. I mean, it's probably not going to. I mean, I don't not imagine protected. it would be. Yeah, because, well, because he's Chinese, right? So yeah, I, I don't imagine he would be covering for the Japanese. That yeah, would be like that would be interesting. That'd be funny. <laughs> um, Just the phrase, the truth behind it, like it, 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 sh- it uh, set my sensors off. I was like, what is he? What the fuck is he talking about? But yeah, go ahead. Maybe sorry. there was some even more nefarious purpose. Or yeah, something. yeah, okay. Uh, obviously, it's not like oh, they were just having you know, they, it, it, it's not what you think, guys. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> and, yeah. Another one. So this piqued my interest and i think you know i think you guys will like it too there was an episode of the x files called 731 oh and the description is former members of unit 731 secretly continue their experiments on humans under control of a covert u.s government agency we would Ooh. never do that that's ridiculous but that, <laughs> that might be worth watching yeah that, that might that, be that, worth that, watching i'd be interested we do a guy's review on just that episode <laughs> was that oh, yeah. was that pre-reboot or? oh yeah i, I think it no, was, it was 95 yeah. so yeah it was in the okay. original in the okay. original canon okay okay cool. yeah laura and i laura and i started watching the x-files it was on it was on netflix and like about half of them were good we watched the first two seasons and then we stopped because half of them were okay like interesting but then half of them were just kind of like like borderline unwatchable just garbage it was, but yeah was it a lot of cheese a lot of cheese a lot of, i know that was like i know some people are really into 90s cheese now but like i i'm, I'm not i'm not a, a huge fan it's all about it's all about cheese. early two thousands cheese. Now, early two thousands cheese. Yeah, that that's that's a that's a much better cheese. Yeah, the Duchovny cheese. There ain't nothing like it. You yeah, know, right between his legs. Duchovny cheese and uh, Duchovny. Um, okay, yeah, you're saying, Chris. You said you don't think anybody would do this again, and I I agree with that. And I feel like David, you you want, uh, you want, you want hard... to circle back, piggyback off. That? Yeah, I'm gonna hit you up in teams. I'll circle back, hit the slack. Um, uh, it's hard because uh, it's a hard question to answer because we really don't fight war like wars aren't engaged that way anymore like we uh, uh, not not I mean I, I'm not saying it, we, we could never go back to that but like wars are much more um, run by technology or like uh, or covert covertness covertness I don't know if that's a word but like uh, it's hard to imagine a modern like 2022 world war and what would happen during that it is like mm-hmm. I. I it is crazy what we're capable of. And I do not think that humanity as a whole has had like some sort of huge paradigm shift where this would never happen again. Like, I think that like there are groups, I mean, specifically like, like, I mean, governments in, in general, most governments will do awful things to their citizens today. They do like, look mm-hmm. at our, look at our response to COVID. Like it's, it's, and that's just through inaction. Um, so yeah, it's, it's tough to say whether like we're screwed uh, I don't think we're screwed. I think there's always like something we can do, but it is. It, I I don't think that we've changed massively from the 1940s. Yeah, I agree. I I don't think being, yeah, saying we're screwed isn't the right term, um, yeah. because I mean people are always going to do fucked up things to fucked up people, but um, innocent people. I don't know what. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's what I meant. Yeah. Or and and fucked so, up people. Yeah, I got to I got to push back a little bit because I almost feel like if anything because those things have happened I mm-hmm. I have I don't know part of me thinks that like there it would be hard to get that same level of complicity 
mm-hmm. and with with people today. And I think because, mm-hmm. um, you know, the well, maybe not. That's a good point. So like nationalism is on the rise. And to the extent mm-hmm. that like this was this was an exercise in like nationalism taken to it's like extreme um, yeah. right, in a sense, then yeah i guess yeah, it, no it, I, I can see your point too i could like i can see like because like, you think about the 1940s and you think about i don't know like, there was a lot more faith in like government i think yeah. back then and in and in general just incredulity like yeah. religion right and i mean all of that shit so we do i think we are more cynical these days which i mean and that's not like a bad thing i think we are more like skeptical like we like uh, in general people are so i see that point of it but i also see like yeah we also have in america uh, a bunch of people that want to cut off uh, Tom Hanks's head because they think he's a, a child murdering uh, uh, rapist. You know what I mean? So like the, there's, it, it all which hasn't on... been proven to be false. You know, so. <laughs> I guess it all depends on which which group it turns out to be more influential. But I, I I could see your point too, Chris. That we're not exactly the the you know the same people uh, we were back then. But I still think that it all depends on who's in charge. Yeah. What would be really interesting is um, what ends up saving us from like another genocide is anti-work, right? It's like people mm. people can't be bothered to do it because they're, <laughs> like, they're not getting yeah, paid you're, enough. You're fired from seven thirty one. It's like, well, you pay fifteen dollars an hour. Why do you think I don't come to work? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I was just gonna wrap it up with I, I think the thing that um sucks the most about this is just uh knowing and this is the same with the, the nazis is knowing what seeing what human beings are capable of and it makes me lose faith i'm not saying i lose faith in humanity but it does make me lose faith in i, I guess in humanity in some ways there's plenty of things every day that makes makes me lose faith in humanity just as much as there's things that uh gives me faith but it is sad that another human being even with everything we were talking about just following orders and all that shit um, can do this, but then at the top, the ones who are ordering it just for their own either sick pleasure or if they genuinely think they're trying to get data, I, I just don't understand how someone can be that way. But I mean, I guess that's why I'm not a fucking mass murdering person. Um, and maybe I'll never understand that. And But it, like, animals would never do this. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to go find a wild pack of dogs out there out there you know trying to start up a unit 731 although if anybody ever finds that let us know because we can do a podcast on it <laughs> i want to sorry i want to say one more thing because what chris said keeps rolling around in my head <clears throat> and i uh even if like um uh, i've just been thinking about this for like, for like the past minute even like, even if you don't like agree with me like uh all my political issues which you probably don't because who agrees with everyone 100 percent uh like i think that if i could impart anything to the listeners like um a healthy skepticism of any kind of power is like mm. good for a people and a country like that. Even yeah. if, 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 even if just to avoid shit like this, like a healthy skepticism yeah. of the people in charge uh, is good for you and <clears throat> for your country just in general. And maybe that's the paradigm shift or maybe yeah. that's like part of the paradigm shift yeah. because I don't, I don't think people in the forties were thinking that way. I don't think so either. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. There's about right no now. way. There's no way. Because like think about like the, you know they? it's like, and now the 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 Allied army comes to liberate the French. Or, and like, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like, that's the shit that they were watching. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> Charlie Chaplin's speech, that one that's like used all over the place. 
Um, yeah. Charlie damn, Chaplin's right. or Winston Churchill's? Uh, well, I guess it was. Well, I guess it was his parody. It was his, um, yeah. Oh, the Charlie Chaplin had a movie about like uh, uh, that was fiction, but yeah, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about now. The, the you dictator. There, there, you that that speech is is used often in a lot of media and stuff. It just that that's what that reminded me. Yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. Um, more than anything else, <laughs> the Allied Army. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> storm the beaches of Normandy. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Uh, that's a, that's a good call on on. Uh, don't trust. Don't trust anything, guys. Don't trust. That's not anything. what I'm saying. That's not what I'm don't saying. Don't trust. Don't no, even trust no, yourself. No, 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 no stop okay, it. conspiracy, David. You're doing. Conspiracy you're doing the, the the work. That you're you're discrediting. <sighs> Sean, I'm gonna I'm gonna reeducate you. That's it. I'm gonna lock you in a room and just reeducate you one day. It's going to take us several um, months, but that's what we're going to do. Okay, yeah, so you're going to re-educate me, and what kind of experiments are you going to do on me? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, it, I'm just kidding on what I said. But uh, I think what's the it? best re-education is the miseducation of Lauren Hill. <laughs> that's a, I mean, that <laughs> honestly is a great album, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So David thinks he's going to lock me up, but I'm too slippery. He's not going to get me. He can't get me. Um so plus i'm stronger so i would just overpower him and he's faster. gonna say he's faster and he says he's gonna say faster but I'm, I, it's, I'm, I'm not I, it's a fact i'm faster than you but yeah i did i mean not not like like david's faster all right thanks like, for listening like, guys like I right provide, in front of me and you, i'll uh... just keep talking over you <laughs> <laughs> all right go ahead uh yeah thanks for listening guys uh if you like this episode i mean like the i, I don't know that weird it's, it's, it feels weird to say like that but um if you like our stuff you go check our patreon at uh patreon.com backslash guys are screwed play five bucks five bucks a month we always get two episodes out on there a month. We're, sometimes we get three. Um, check it out. We have uh, topical stuff there. We have guys reviewed. My new series, I Hate the 90s, is going to be on there soon. Um, uh, yeah, just a bunch of other stuff. Uh, also, you can email us at gwscrewed at gmail.com. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at GreenLeftArrow. Uh, Sean, what are your deet? Your deet. Thank you. You remembered. My yep. deet is Dean underscore Savis, my Instagram. That is my sole deet. Um, and, uh, Chris, uh, why shouldn't you trust anything? <laughs> Sorry, I can't. Do it. Uh, no, don't, don't answer that. It's a, it's a good question. <laughs> it's a good question. <laughs> All right, we'll end on that, I guess. <laughs> Bye, guys. Later. See ya.